Ladies and gentlemen, the amigos. <laughs> These guys are loco. If you're looking for a responsible, mature podcast, this ain't it. If you're looking for a lot of drinking, random nonsense, stunts, and shenanigans, you've hit the jackpot. Hosts, Albert, Scott, and Mark. We're live. We're live. Welcome to the show, Amigos PC. Uh, our guest, Jesse Camacho. Uh, I up? hope again. <laughs> I, try, I hope I didn't butcher that. No, you got it. That was perfect. Uh, so you've been on uh, Lock and Key as of recently, uh, but you've also been on a couple other spots. Um, I think Kickass Two was one of the ones that I saw. Yeah, I did a little walk on Kickass Two. Absolutely. How how did that go? See, you just said it's a little walk on. So, uh, did you have to cast for that, or like how did that? How does a walk on work? Yeah, it's you know, um, it was kind of the standard way that these things happen. They asked me if I wanted to go in and read. It was a uh, really a uh, small little scene with uh, Aaron, who plays obviously Kick Ass and so. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I went in and uh, had them in the audition room, and uh, they were nice enough to invite me to set for the day. So. Uh, yeah, I went in and, and, and did it, which was a bit of a dream come true because I was a big fan of the first film. So getting to be in that environment, even for a couple hours, was like really, really cool. And Aaron was a really, really nice guy. I'm calling him Aaron. I haven't spoken to him since. Like, uh, <laughs> the hardware right, right. You guys, but, you guys uh, are best friends. Exactly. <laughs> you go to lunch every Thursday. It's you know. <laughs> exactly. I was just talking to him before I jumped on with you guys. So, like, <laughs> That's very cool. Does he does he wear at lunch on Thursdays? Do you guys does he have to wear the costume to hang out? Or? I, mean, I, no? I, I I let him go recently. Yeah. Because I mean the guy like you know, he fluctuates weight for different roles, right? So he was mm-hmm. splitting suits and it was just no fun for anybody. So now I just make him wear it when we hang out one on one. Nice. Oh, okay. Like, that makes sense. Exactly. He doesn't want to get tight casted as kick ass all, all the time. You so know that makes sense. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Very cool. But yeah, I did check out that. I did watch that scene because I was like, you know, we we're trying to do the research on, you know, all the stuff right, done. And so I checked that out and I was like waiting and waiting and waiting. And I was thinking maybe you were going to be in like the school scene, like as a student or something. And I'm like waiting. And then I was like, no, no, no. But then I was like, oh, yep, at the police scene, there you were. I'm like, oh, there he is. Pop up as a neighbor. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So you didn't blink when you watched it, because if you did, you probably would have missed me, which is good. You kept your eyes open all time. I did, I did. Scott is a really, uh, he's a moviegoer, so he, he does look, he movies. pays attention to those little details and things like that. I'm the same way. That's awesome. Yeah. So you had your own show, too, at one point, um, Less Than Kind? Yeah. So uh, how? I was super- I- oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say yeah. That was probably the um, other than maybe like obviously locking keys been the the one right now, but that was definitely the uh, the greatest experience in my professional career was being on uh, Less Than Kind. Well, it's more to come, man. I mean, it's gonna you know mm-hmm. nothing but up from here. Yeah, exactly uh, right. Yes, For exactly. Sure. So I'm a huge fan of Lock and Key. Um, I can we see Lock and Key, Mark? You have you, you on have Netflix. There we yes, go. On Netflix. Netflix. Yes. You can find it on Netflix. Netflix yeah. Well, we're gonna get there, right? <laughs> no, no. no. Um, yeah. I, well, before we just started going on, I, I was about to tell a little story of how I stumbled across it. Uh, so I ended up getting on Netflix. I was gonna watch something with the kids. 
I uh, saw this because it's TV 14, right? Um, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, let's sit down and chat and, uh, and you know, turn this on and see what it's like. Kids were like, eh, and walked away and, and found something else to do. Uh, me and my father-in-law happened to be sitting there, and all of a sudden we realized we're like four or five episodes in and completely hooked in the entire storyline. Yeah, I don't uh, get you. It's such a great show. It mm -hmm. is basically what I'm getting at. Uh, your character is visual effects and them making a movie in this show. Not to like spoil alert or anything, but oh, that's okay. That's yeah, not a <laughs> I'm on episode. Yeah, I'm on episode four. <laughs> so that's how far I got. I'm gonna keep that. In the, it's a good thing you told me because uh, I'm gonna keep that. <laughs> You're gonna spoil it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what, did you drive any inspiration? Like, how? Um, what? How did you get cast in it? Like, what, you know, with the read and like. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, obviously it kind of happened the standard way. Fun fact about Walking Peas, it's had a pretty tumultuous uh, journey to getting uh, on screen, right? Because obviously these great graphic novels by Joe Hill. Mm -hmm. And uh, originally it was a Fox pilot that didn't get picked up. And then uh, it was a Hulu pilot that also didn't get picked up or this creative differences or something. Finally, Netflix bought it. Uh, and I, yeah, I got the breakdown and I read the kind of character description and I was like, oh my God, like, this is, this is me. Like, I relate to this so much. You know, I'm a big horror movie fan. And I used to love making really crappy horror movies with my friends in high school. So I um, I was like, what am I going to do to make this kind of fun? And I said, well, I'm just going to put as much of myself in it as possible to make it as natural as possible. I went to the store and I bought a little bag with uh, goldfish crackers. Okay. And uh, during the audition, I kind of just sat there and pitched them. And I wore a, a Pennywise the Clown t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, and they responded to me, which was uh, amazing. Yeah, that's sort of that's kind of how that all happened. So, did you happen to get to you? You read the script prior to, right? Mm -hmm. What uh, was well, your first? Okay, go ahead. Do you mean, do you mean the audition after I'd been cast? Yeah. Before? Yeah. Oh, the audition. Okay. Uh, I didn't read the whole script. I just read, uh, they just sent me kind of the scenes of the Savini squad in episodes one and two. Okay. So, uh, which was very helpful because the squad actually is not in the graphic novels. So, uh, it's kind of new territory. It's really uncharted, which is actually kind of exciting because there's no real pre-written journey for them. We don't really know what's going to go down. But anyway, for, for the audition, I just had those scenes in episodes one and two to go off of. Okay. Very cool. Did you, did, what, you, did you read the books? Like, did you know of the books before going on to this? Or did you pick them up after, like, when you were kind of, like... I, I the picked them up, the like, book? after I'd been cast, but before I started shooting. Yeah. I knew where I'd heard of them, uh, but uh, I hadn't yeah. read them. So I ordered them, and I read it in, like, literally a day. Because it was okay. just so good. It was wow. just so awesome. It's right up my alley, like... Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I like. So, so it really wasn't uh, it wasn't a chore to get through them. I I bombed through them in an afternoon. Very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, when you read the so then when you read the script, like what were your first thoughts of it as you were starting to film and things like that? Well, I mean. Getting to the set, like, I kind of knew that it was something really special. I mean, I was super nervous going in because it's, you know, kind of a big U.S. show. And I'm a, you know, kind of small-time actor in Canada. 
So I was like, you know, what's what's this gonna be? I, I remember reading the scripts going like this has all the potential to be like a huge success. Uh, and you know, the, the writers on the show were in my opinion like the gold standard. You've got Carlton Hughes who did Lost, which was like my religion in high school. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Meredith Averill, the other kind of showrunner creator, she did Haunting of Hell House, which I really loved. So I mean I was like, well, you're not gonna get better material than this. Uh, it's just up to you know yeah. the cast. I not to screw it up. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it just like it, it kind of got bigger and bigger. I got to the set, and the sets were amazing. I was like, okay, more pressure. The costumes were amazing. Like, and then I met my co-stars, and I was like, they're all amazing. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I felt good about it pretty early on. Um, but uh, you know, it was nice to see when the show came out that the reception was you know uh, pretty positive for the most part. And obviously, we, we got renewed, so that's super exciting. Yeah, so it's just been yeah. amazing the whole way. Oh, there's spoiler. It's, it's renewed. It's renewed. <laughs> well, it's a, on Netflix, it does say it's season yeah. two coming or whatever it says on there. Um, yeah. you, so you, you said that, uh, like, the sets and everything, like, is that – me and Mark were talking before you came on. Like, that house is amazing. Is that just – is that, like, just – it, it, do they shoot that in? Is that in Massachusetts, or, or do they just make you think that? Or like, is it in Can yeah. Canada or Calif California, or like where are they shooting that? Yeah, there's, there's tons of movie trickery going on. Yeah, uh, so it's right. shot. I would say yeah. eighty percent of it was shot in Toronto. Okay. And okay. Eighty percent of it was got, uh, shot in uh, the small town Lunenburg in Nova Scotia. Uh, so. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, with the house, there was a real exterior. I could be wrong on this. I never actually went to the exterior house location, but I believe half of the house is real and half of it is like digitally imposed on there. Um, and uh, the insides yeah. are all. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it really is like super, super cool. And walking through it, it's massive. Like, it's amazing. Did you do any ab lib uh, or like uh, improv when you were filming some of the scenes with awesome. uh, the monster, uh, the, all the blood going on, things like that? Um, that well, not that scene in particular because it was so technical. Like the blood yeah. had to come at a specific time, and Amelia, <laughs> who plays Kinsey, has obviously got to have a pretty key traumatizing reaction to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, as we went, like. I mean, it's hard, like it, you know, the way it's written. It's like the, the writing of it was so strong that we never really felt like we needed to improvise. There were line changes here and there. Uh, the most improv we did is we did a uh, fun like, behind the scenes uh, Savini Squad video that's on Instagram. It was like a promo thing for the show, and uh, we did a lot of improv on that. But I mean, those guys, the writing is so good. And also with TV, it's usually a pretty tight schedule. Yeah. So you just, you just really have a lot of time. And also, I'll say for me, I was too scared at first. I was like, I'm just going to say what's on the page, stay out of the way, and like hopefully keep my job. But I do feel like they're so open there. I, I'm sure we could, and they'd be, they'd be down for it. But, it's you know, they're so good at, at writing the show that – I, I don't think that we can improve on it anyway. You, you didn't need to, basically, with the, the exactly. script that you guys got. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was, you know, it was a joy, man. And, like, that group of people, we just got along. Like, uh, I feel that you get lucky sometimes with chemistry and stuff, and we definitely did. Well, we did see a couple of your uh, Instagram posts where 
Uh, was it at the premiere where you guys had some fun? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you drank a little yeah, bit too much water or something along those lines? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't really rat anybody else out because it was sort of all, all on me. <laughs> you know, you're down in L.A. It's a red carpet premiere. You never know when that's going to happen again. You know, the after party was that open. So far. I cannot be held accountable for what happens in those situations. But uh, it was fun, and it was no you know judgments here. Exactly, no regrets. It was it was a good night, you know, and I uh, I don't think anyone holds me accountable for whatever may have gone down. But, um, but no, it was, it was it was super fun, and you know we were up till the wee hours, kind of just soaking it all in, and it turns out, thank God we did because now kind of the world is kind of closed down, and uh, I'm glad we got to you know, get the most of it when we could. Yeah, yeah. What have you been doing during COVID uh, since everything's been shutting down? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. How's how's things in Canada for you guys? Uh, well, it's funny. I'm I'm actually in uh, Montreal right now, where I was uh, born and raised, and uh, Montreal is like the epicenter in Canada. Uh, got more cases here, I think, than the rest of the country. I think like, like you know, it's not a huge number necessarily in comparison to parts, but there's like thirty thousand cases I think, in the province of Quebec right now. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's been all right. I've been, I've been crashing with my parents. They were kind enough to let me come stay here. Uh, so I've been here for the last kind of two months and we've just been laying low, watching stuff, doing some reading, going for walks, but staying in, you know, doing the, doing what they're telling us to do. And, uh, hopefully it won't be too, too long before, uh, this all ends, but it's been, it's been okay. You know, I've been, I've been, I've been doing all right. Well, we live in Arizona here. We officially just opened up the other day. Nice. Uh, you know, it's limited and, and they have certain restrictions on it, but the economy is back to, you know, not back to, yeah, but back. we have a new norm, basically. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I guess, uh, I guess, you know, it would be a, a waiting game, right? To see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Has that hindered now? Because now that it, uh, Lock and Key Season 2 is greenlit, is that hindering anything? Or are they just like... We have a date, but we're not sure of that date or things like that. Well, um, I, I was invited to the writers' room when I was in the states. They were nice enough to let me come in, and I know that the we didn't know we were renewed at the time. Uh, but the tentative plan, I, I thought, was around now to go again. Okay, uh, I could be wrong on that. Obviously, because of what's going on, they're talking about. I guess the fall. It's so above my pay grade, but that that is. Uh, I'm just hoping that I get invited back. No, I, yeah. think, I think I think. But well, uh, main, you are. I, I I would consider you one of the main characters, you're a main right? Character. Yeah. 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 It's sort of like definitely in that uh, in that you know upper group of friends that uh, that they make at the school. Uh, but yeah, I, my guess would be the fall. That's sort of the whispers I've heard. But everything's still subject to change, and it'll oh, be yeah. everything safest to go. But we are gonna go. Yeah. When it's safe. Is there have, have they already not to I don't know if you can even say it, but have they have they already have you guys finished shooting already season two or like you need to start shooting season two? Oh yeah, we haven't. Guess, you haven't even started uh, yet. Yeah, I think we obviously we would have been probably either just starting or in the midst of it now. I yeah. think if they've written it all again, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure it's all written, which is uh, irregular for a show. Usually you're shooting it and it's still being written as you go. As you but go, yeah. As far as I know, they've got the whole thing written, so it's oh wow, like, 
Wow. Matter of time, yeah. So once they get the green light, once everything's kind of calmed down, then I'm guessing you guys just knock it out. It's probably what the plan yeah. is, I would imagine. Yeah, exactly. Very, so it, very cool. Now that I know what's going on, yeah. How do you normally get that type of information, though? Like when you need to show up or um, – uh, we're – Obviously, we, we're moviegoers and we watch TV all the time, but we don't, we don't know like the behind the yeah, scenes. Yeah, the behind thing. the scenes. <laughs> Is it like, your, like your agent tells you, like I'm guessing maybe something like that, or it's like, hey, you need to be. Yeah, here. usually. I mean, it, it gets it gets it, it kind of evolves. I think uh, where where a show is concerned, when you've got a big cast and everyone starts becoming friends, uh, sometimes like the creators or writers will let people know, but. Okay. Uh, as far as I know, usually, like, I mean, I've, I've texted Meredith and stuff and we're in touch, but, but I think that, you know, the, kind of the usual or the proper way, whatever that means, uh, is, you know, they contact their person who contacts the, the agent of the actor. HR? Is it HR? Yeah. HR con? Is it HR? Uh, they contact the agent of the actors and they kind of tell us where to be and when to be there. Um so yeah, we, we I, I haven't gotten that call yet. So I'm assuming that things are still at least a little bit away is away, but uh, who knows? I mean it's just such an unprecedented situation, so it's pretty crazy. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It could be like right after this ends, you get a text message, hey you gotta be in LA in two hours. Well, yeah. yeah, I yeah. could have an email right now saying we're going next week. I I, I have no idea. <laughs> but I'm assuming it's gonna be in Toronto again and I'm uh, you know Assuming it'll be, you know, a five-month shoot or whatever it is, and I'll be popping up uh, however they'd like to have me there. So you read the books, and then we have you have the script. Uh, you said there was a little variation with the squad, right? I, it, is it still similar to the books, or, it, it, like, how, are there major differences beyond what you've already mentioned? Yeah, this, there are major differences. Um, the books are, the graphic novels are a lot more brutal. They're a lot darker. They're a lot gorier. Uh, oh, okay. I guess, so I guess by extension, scarier. Uh, but I mean, they're amazing, right? Like, it's so weird how you can have these two things. Like, the graphic novels are literally perfect as they are. They're like perfect. But I feel if you translated them kind of exactly as they were written, after like two or three episodes, People watching will be like, I can't deal with all this carnage happening to these kids. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so I think it was a really smart move to sort of like uh, broaden the demographic a little bit by making it a little more kid friendly. Um, but yeah, no. So the Citizen yeah. Squad, uh, they're not in the comic. There are these uh, two characters. There, there is a Scott, like the in our show, our show Patrice Ray Scott. There is a version of Scott from graphic novels, but he's quite different. And there is a guy named Jamal that can't be friends with. Um, and they go down to like, light spoiler alert, but nothing major, don't panic. They go down together with those people. But other than that, like, it's quite different. Okay. Um, okay. So in total is concerned, there's a lot of the same story beats, but they happen in different order and like with different results. So it, it really does share a lot of the same DNA, but it's kind of its own beat. Very cool. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been super fun. Sorry, I'm just making sure my wires don't get trapped here. I keep having to move them because if they get pinched, I'll be screwed. Oh, yeah. Audio. We always have audio technical difficulties. <laughs> I yeah, want to give an episode. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. not to mention, I mean, with the remote stuff, you know, sometimes the internet is kind of lagging sometimes and it kind of slows things down. And yeah, ours has, has gone out in the past here. I think we'll be okay, but if I disappear, that's why. <laughs> nice. Jesse, this is the most important thing we're going to ask you tonight. What oh. is that? And then my screen just goes black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's coming. Don't worry. Exactly. That's that. Build the suspense. Exactly. Exactly. So, is there uh, any uh, memorable moments that stick out to you when you guys were filming this? You said you became friends. You know, you guys are getting to know each other more. Like, is there any little stories uh, that maybe were off camera that you guys did that you, you can actually tell? I don't. Know. <laughs> no, nothing. Nothing like uh, nothing. Nothing horrible enough that I can tell it. I think the funniest <laughs> thing would be um, Patrice Jones, who plays Scott on the show. Uh, had a knack for scaring the hell out of Amelia, who plays Kinsey. Because she's so easy to scare. Like, you could be sitting over there having a conversation. I'm going to cover my mic a bit for this. And you could literally just be like, hey, Amelia, how are you today? And she will scream. Really? You don't even have to jump up behind anything. You don't have to do anything. She's just very jumpy. Yeah. And Patrice clocked this very early on. And he must have scared her at least five, six times a day. Every single day. And okay. if you go on his Instagram, I think there's a montage of him doing it. It's maybe one one thousandth of the scares that he got. I'm trying to think. The whole week that we spent, again, I'm trying to avoid spoilers. The whole week we spent in the caves was just like a bunch of kids having fun. It did not feel like work. We were just joking around and, and you know, teasing each other and having a blast. And the crew, I think, was having a really good time because the show's pretty heavy sometimes. Yeah. I think the Savini squad stuff uh, is is much more kind of light. I think that's they use us really well. I think they use the squad. They don't use them too much. They don't use them too little. It's like we're there the right amount um, to kind of light things up a little bit. Although... Uh, Jackson as Bodie does that as well. Jackson's uh, really, really great. Um, I'm trying to think, like, specifically, um, I think it was kind of funny when a bunch of us flew to Lunenburg. Yeah, as I said, Lunenburg is a lot of the exterior stuff, like the outside of the town, the outside of the caves, the stairs okay. going into the caves. So I flew there, and I'm a really, really bad flyer. <laughs> so I took, a, I took some Ativan to get on the plane. Oh and no! Then I, also, I also had a drink. Oh, so uh, I think nice. uh, Patrice and uh, and Jeannie, who plays uh, Jackie, were kind of uh, laughing at me because I was very loopy on the plane. <laughs> uh, that was really fun, and obviously the premiere was uh, a highlight from what I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they all remember. I'm the one who uh, I'm the one who indulged a little too much. Uh, but yeah, so there's too many to count. I'm trying to think if there was a specific silly moment. I just think there was kind of a bunch. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Well, right. you know, it means you had fun on set. It wasn't a job, you know, things like no. that. So that's, that, that's, that's awesome. Why, that's why I think it's going to continue. I mean, right there alone, because it sounds like you guys are all having fun. So once you guys are having fun and everyone's having a great time, it's going to sell itself. So. I mean, you guys are on a good path, and it's a great show. It's a, it's a perfect story. Mm -hmm. So I, th I think you guys are going to have a good run at this for sure. 
Yeah, I hope so, man. It's just uh, you know we were so lucky to get the reception we did, and and there's there's so much that's still untold from the graphic novels. And uh, Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez with the illustrations, they're doing more stuff now. So like, hopefully there's stories to be told, you know, for years to come. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So what about what about in your past uh, uh, movies, shows that you've been on? Is there anything that you enjoyed that you wanted to talk about as far as like is there like something that stands out in your your film entourage of of things you've done that you want to talk about i think what we brought up before the show i did in canada less than kind was just a super super fun kind of hidden gem show we were like we did well uh the critics really liked the show and we won uh, a lot of awards up in canada but it, it, like the show had more lives than a cat, man. I mean, we 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 switched networks after the first season. We had a, a cast member pass away, yeah. uh, you know, right before we started shooting our third season, and then, you know, it was just like crazy. We were on City TV, then we were on HBO Canada, and so that was a really really fun. Well, did it, I, was, I didn't even know HBO that. had a Canada. Like it doesn't do they, anymore. Do they do something different oh. there? It's just like a just a maple leaf in the corner. No, yeah, it was just sort of like they just aired American shows with the occasional like Canadian show. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, right. I, I, I don't really know what else much the difference is. It doesn't exist anymore. So. It's oh, all HBO uh, now or something. Yeah, it's all it's all yeah HBO or whatever yeah whatever it's called now. But we was cool. We led into Game of Thrones for a little while. That was pretty cool. That's very cool. Yeah, we, we have the HBO Latin, I think it is. But that it's in the oh, mix yeah. that you get. But that makes sense because we're in Arizona, so we're right here, and like ninety percent right. of Arizona speaks it. So yeah. I, I guess that makes sense. Uh, exactly. Sure, in, in a lot of the country, I would imagine. Yeah, you you met the ten percent that doesn't right here. Yeah, yeah, we don't <laughs> we don't speak it. Um, well, not so we're on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what 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 got you into into yeah. acting from, at, at the beginning. A uh, fun fact that my, my parents are both actors. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I came out of the womb, basically, wanting to jump into it. Hold, uh, holding, started, holding an apple or and exactly. doing that? Exactly. Yeah, nice. Performing the Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. Tis, tis that and whatnot. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I think I started asking them when I was, like, five years old. Uh, can I can I do it? And they were at first like, are you sure? There's a lot of rejection. It's very Easter famine. You know, it's fun when you're working, but you're not working most of the time. Uh, but then when I was about eight years old, they were like, all right, if you really want to try it, we'll give it a shot. And then they've been super supportive since. Uh, but yeah, it was really it was really them uh, who who got me into it. And now my sister's an actress as well, so okay, it's really like a family dynamic, family business. Exactly. Very cool. Once you're in, you're in, huh? Yeah. Um. So what what did you start with then? Like, was it just theater a little bit, or like? Well, I, I again, I was super lucky because my I kind of already had a foot in the door. My dad was like, yeah. you know, come meet my agent. So my dad's agent at the time, and she was like, you know, she gave me some sides, and she's like, that's what you can do, and I. I remember kind of reading. She's like, "All right, well, let's be out for some auditions and see what happens." You know, I think it was more out of respect for my dad than it was uh, anything else. 
Okay. I can't remember if my, mom, if my mom was still with that agent at the time. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, and uh, yeah, like I was fortunate enough uh, about a year into it to book a recurring role on this show called Tales of the Neverending Story, which is based on the Neverending Story. Okay. Uh, and uh, I played Paper Boy, which was hilarious. Uh, and I was in a couple episodes of that. And then it was just kind of bit jobs here and there, slowly building the resume. Uh, until, you know, I started branching off on my own and I got my own agent and it kind of just, uh, went from there, but no, I kind of just dove in and started auditioning to see if it was, okay. you know, it yeah. What would, what, um, well, I know that you said you, you feel like you had your foot in the door, but is there any t tips or something you could give that someone that, uh, like a, a kid that's starting out and, and what they should do or, or anything like that? The, the do's and don'ts for the, I mean, yeah. for the industry. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely tough to get. Like, uh, you know, I think I hear that a lot from people, and I, I know that I was really fortunate in that regard. Um, but I would say the important thing to do is if you have, a, like, a camera or a studio or a friend with a camera, just, you know, put it on a tripod and read a scene. Like, get a scene from your favorite movie. Get a couple of them. Try to get, like, a comedy scene, a drama scene. Maybe like a, a, a crappy scene from like a, a not great TV show to show you can do bad material. <laughs> uh, and uh, and just read them and edit them together. Again, okay. this has to be a job for you. Yeah. And then uh, send it to agents and stuff and try to get your foot in the door that way. Because getting an agent is a, is a big thing. Yeah. But you got to be careful because some of them aren't great and try to you know, screw you and sign you to all these major contracts. But yeah. a shitty agent is better than no agent. Mm. You know, so it's true. And then, and then from there, you know, if you're auditioning and and you feel like you're doing good work and good feedback, don't get discouraged if you don't get the job. Keep your head down and keep doing good work because it's so political. Like people get jobs because they've got more followers on Instagram because they're taller because you know it usually doesn't have to do with talent. Sometimes yeah, it does. Yeah. Usually, yeah. usually it doesn't. So that would be my thing: is keep your head down, keep going, and bust your ass to get an agent well what's the saying it's like uh you know every no is going to lead you to that one yes you know exactly. so yeah, yeah. you're gonna hear yeah <laughs> crazy yeah so before covid happened you know the shows are going on what do you do when you're not acting like when you're oh, not, <laughs> no, not no okay. uh, no way no, like i should do more i try to write as well but okay. in terms of, like, I'm kind of a weird case. I don't have a ton of hobbies. Um, you know, I hang out with friends. I watch movies. I go to, you know, I go to my buddy's bar and we hang out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't really have a ton to fill up my day. That I've, you know, talked to a therapist about that. That I just don't have a ton to do. I'm, I'm lucky I've got a nice bar group of friends. But, you know, you can't be hanging out with those 24-7. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I kind of just lay low and you know, I try to take in a lot of content, but, you know, to kind of always uh, work. But yeah, other than that, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much a simpleton. You, you mentioned bars there in Canada. What are some good bars that you would recommend to non people that have been to Canada? That would be myself. Right. Tourists. Uh, yeah, tourists. Yeah, I'm a tourist. So, yeah, exactly. what, would you, what would you recommend to me flying out there to? To have some beer in Canada, I guess it would depend on the city. If you're flying to Toronto, 
what are some good major? I, I like to go to kind of the smaller ones. I usually go where my friends work because we can hang out with them all night and sometimes get a discount. Um, there you go. Yeah, because they they know people. Smart. Yeah, exactly. Smart. Uh, my buddy works at a bar called uh, 1602. It's literally just the address. It's 1602 Dundas West. And, uh, you know, I've closed that bar down several times. Uh, there was a fun one called Prohibition, which is unfortunately closed because of the whole COVID thing. Oh, because of Prohibition? That's what you're going to say. I was like, oh, shit. They came back? <laughs> Canada, you guys are crazy. In Montreal, there's a couple of things. There's Crescent Street, pretty famous. There's a ton, tons of bars on there. Uh, there's a couple on Hillview, and there's a couple further east of Montreal. There's a, there's a ton of things. Very cool. What what is your drink of choice when you go? Is it beer or is it uh, a mixed drink? Oh. Is it a whatever whatever goes? Water. Water. Exactly. <laughs> when I'm, I'm trying to be healthy, I put that in quote. Yeah. I do vodka soda. Oh, look, yeah, that's a good one. When I don't care. It's whatever has booze in it. Whatever has booze in it. Okay. Exactly. Uh, nothing like I, I you know. I'm not really opposed to anything. I'll drink beer, I'll drink wine, I'll drink, you know, rum and coke. It's not like an alcoholic. But no, no, you're I, good. You're good. You're good. Yeah. You're, you're speaking to our audience, so you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> we're just Most like, you know, just making notes right now. I was like wasted in a hotel in LA and I listened to my podcast and, like, and then I drank this and then I drank that. <laughs> drink this and this. Exactly. Oh, that's why you shouldn't have mixed these things. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> yeah, brutal. But it was super fun. So, have you ran into anybody in Hollywood that you that you don't like yet? Like, like maybe like you thought you would like them. Like, is there somebody that you met? You don't have to name names. Or you don't have to name like them. That. But has there been somebody that has been like, you look forward to talking to this person, and it turned out being that they weren't as awesome as you hoped or and how and then how you was have, Jim you don't Perry. have to say you don't have to say who, yeah you don't have to say who it was that's a fellow I Canadian refronted Jim Perry and he was really I doubt he remember but he was really funny I went to drop off um because I, I because I wasn't in the movie very much instead of doing a full commentary they were like can you just bring a couple of your your own clothing kind of see if any of it works and when I went to drop it off, Jim Carrey was coming out of his bidding. Oh, okay. And, cool. and he was on a little bit. He was like a bit of a movie thing for the costume ladies. So he was even really nice. Uh, I've been lucky. I haven't really had, I'm trying to think, like any run ins. You haven't had any bad like run ins with people who are like, uh. No, but I, I know people that have. I've oh, okay. heard stories. So, I've heard stories. <laughs> I, again, I won't. I won't throw anybody no, you, under the bus. No, no. I would. Yeah, I wouldn't ask you to do that. But that, I, I imagine that's a thing. Like you think, it, it's that whole thing where you you, you want to like your hero or like your heroes, right? But then they turn out to be not as great as you'd hope. Yeah. Right? Again, I, I, I won't name names, but my buddy, uh, a friend of mine, just worked with an actress, uh, and I would have lost money. I would have like. She got back and I was like, I want to hear all about your day. I want to hear all about this person yeah. because I hear amazing and I'm such a huge fan. And she was like, nightmare. Oh, nightmare. wow. <laughs> yeah, I, won't, I, won't, I won't name No, you, but, no, uh, no. Yeah. So, yeah. And that, you hear that all the time. But I've been, I've been, first of all, I haven't worked with like, 
a thousand celebrities I've worked yeah. with a couple. Um, they've always been either very nice to me or just doing their own thing, not rude. Yeah, just yeah. Kind of, you know, yeah. concentrating what they were doing, uh, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. I mean, you hear you hear those stories where they're like, oh, you know, they let me down so much, or they're rude, or. But yeah. then again, I mean, if if you're such a big star too, you know, at some point, like, it's got to be like, like get out of my face, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, if it's yeah. always like on you, I imagine you're gonna kind of build that. I imagine over time. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you definitely like. Um, I'm trying to think if I ever worked with something like this. You know, I know my, my dad has worked with a lot more kind of famous people than I have. And, you know, it ranges from people that are super rude to people that are, that seem nice, but they're just not approachable because they're working on their thing or exactly yeah. like you've said, they're kind of just going like, you know, let me have my own space because I don't have my own space in real life yeah. um, to, you know, super, super generous. My dad, I can say this one because everyone was super cool. Uh, if you guys have ever seen um, X Men: Days of Future Past, yeah, my, yeah, yeah, my dad played uh, Nixon, President Nixon, in that movie. Oh, um, what? really? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He looked very familiar. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I got to go visit that set, and I got to. At one point, I was sitting with, in with the cast Bender, with Fassbender, and yeah, Fassbender okay. was there. Nicholas Holt, James McAvoy, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence, Peter Dinklage. Yeah, that's a, that's me, a pretty right? big cast there. Yeah, and they were all super nice, super friendly, super kind. Like my dad was shooting, and I was sitting in his cast chair with all these people, and I'm just a stranger that they're being like, "Hey, man, you want anything? Like, you know, like, you're like I'm gonna get a bottle of water. Do you want one? Are you good? Like, like having conversation. Being like, Jess, what do you think? And I was like, uh. <laughs> yeah, like, so um, that was that was a pleasant experience. Most people are all really, really nice. So you That's got really, really cool. starstruck when it, when you were there. That, that was going to be one of my questions to see if you, you got starstruck with anybody. Yeah, there. yeah. Other than you that, know, have you been? That's a good question. Other than that, have you been starstruck in a situation? For me, starstruck uh, like kind of worked. That was a really um, overwhelming circumstance because I was there were so many of them, and we were in such close proximity. Yeah. Usually, uh, for me, how it works with getting starstruck is I'll see the person, and for like the first ten seconds, I'm like, "Oh my god, oh my god," and then it kind of just wears off, right? Because they're still just standing there, and it's like it's like you know, it changes from person to person. That was again a really weird one because I was on the set of like an X Men movie that my dad was in, and yeah. they were all in wardrobe. Jennifer Lawrence was in her mystique garb, and so it was it was really crazy. Um, trying to think. So, like, I've run into people at like. Um, I have a funny story I can tell actually, and I can name names in it because I'm the one. Oh yes, it. here we go. Okay, so uh, when I was doing that show, Less Than Kind, uh, after the first season, uh, I there's a, there's a big film festival in Canada, the Toronto International Film Festival. It's I think the second biggest film festival in the world. Okay. After yeah. Uh, and I thought, because I was so young and ignorant, despite my parents telling me this was not the case, uh, I thought, like, oh, I'm on a show now. So I could just go to the Toronto Film Festival and walk in whatever party I want, even though the show hadn't aired and no one knew what it was. That's just how dumb I was. I was like, I was like oh, I'll just show up. And I'll be like, hi, yeah, I'm on Left Behind. And Access Hollywood's going to let me in their party. This is what I was thinking. So, like, I literally trained in Toronto. I booked myself a hotel room. 
my buddy Ben, who played my older brother in the show. I mean, I'm really dumb in the story. Ben was older than me. He should have known better. He flew in from Vancouver. <laughs> so we're sitting in this hotel. I'm like, all right, like, let's put on our suits. We're all excited. I'm like, all right, what's the first stop? I'm like, I don't know. Where's the party? We don't know. Toronto, it's a huge city. Should we just go looking for a party? Like, what do we do? And so we call the publicist for the show and say, hey, we're in town for TIFF. And she's like, okay, do you have a movie in the festival? Like, what, like, what do you want me to do? I'm like, well, I don't know. It's the parties. And she's like, well, I can't just get you into stuff. It doesn't work that way. She goes, but you're lucky. I've got two tickets to the uh, after party of this movie. I don't know if you guys have seen this movie. It's called In Bruges. And it's with uh, Colin, oh, Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yeah. Yeah. Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. It's a good so movie. she goes, Yes, it's a very good movie. And she goes, um, I can't get you into the screening, but do you want to come to the green carpet after party? It wasn't a red carpet because they're Irish and it was a very kind of a fun thing. So we we're like, Oh my God, here we go. Well, let's go. So, you know, we did some free drinking at the hotel. I think I was maybe 19, 20 at the time. Uh, which in in uh, Canada the drinking age is eighteen or nineteen, depending on what province you're in. Okay, you guys are so much. You guys are so much of a better country sometimes. <laughs> I, I yeah. I, I sometimes, sometimes. Twenty one is is a long way to wait. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I get to this party, and I'm you know, God, I promise I'm not an alcoholic, but I'm pretty well off at this point. Uh, and uh, I I really need to take a leak, and I'm in the middle of this party. And I go, all right, well, where's the bathroom? And for some reason, this bar, I wish you remember the name of the bar in Toronto. There was one toilet. There was a men's room and a women's room, but they were each one toilet. There wasn't urinals. It was one toilet seat in a sink. And Very line, progressive. Very progressive. Yeah, it's, I mean, this is 10 years ago. Maybe they Yeah, that's what I mean. I, maybe they knew things were coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, there was um, a long line for the bathroom. And I was like, man, I don't know if I can wait. Like, I really got to go. And I'm kind of looking around the bar, and I'm really kind of, again, I'm pretty drunk. And I, I, I'm like, well, do I just go in the corner? Like, I can't leave. I don't have my pass to get back in, and they're not going to let me back in. I came all this way to be here. So uh, I, I kind of grab a glass from the bar, and I'm like, maybe I'll go in the corner and go in the glass and then just dump it in the <laughs> toilet when I finally get there, which is pretty disgusting. Um so I kind of grab this glass and I'm standing there trying to figure out my next move. And the publicist comes up to me and she goes, uh, hey, Jess, I just wanted to introduce you to Colin and Brendan, who just got here. <laughs> and, okay. So you need to go so bad that if you take your mind off of it for a second, it's going to happen. Oh, so no. while I shook Colin Farrell's hand, literally, I completely wet myself. <laughs> like, not like a little bit, like emptied my bladder. Luckily, it was dark, hey, and I had, I had yeah. dark shoes on. Yeah, nice. They, they, they moved off. They were they were nice enough, but they moved off super quick. They had other things to do, so they kind of moved up. And was like, it was like, okay, I'll catch up with you soon. Enjoy the party. I was like, yeah, yeah. And I'm just staying there, and I puddle my own piss. And uh, I, I kind of go up to a waiter and I'm like, yo, I think someone spilt their beer over there. And then I find my buddy Ben, who's with me, and I say, um, you know, I need your pass because I need to go back to the hotel because I need a shower <laughs> and come back. 
So he gave me his pass when I went back. But anyway, that's a that's a pretty funny story. That is, that is an awesome story. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes. And I think Colin Farrell would have probably understood because he can do some drinking yeah. here, or I've heard. So, I, think I mean, he was, he, he's probably... But I'm sure it's happened. Yeah, I'm sure he's had a little run-in with that as well. I, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, that's and, my, and he's that's Irish, my... right? He's Irish. So. And he's Irish, yeah. And those Instant guys love to drink. Yeah. It's like in their DNA. Exactly. So one day I'll tell him that story again, and he'll laugh at me, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, oh, I've met you before? Probably isn't like some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, so embarrassing. That's awesome. Or or he vividly remembers you. Oh, Either yeah. one or the other. Oh yeah. Or, or or that would suck. Yeah, I remember the puddles. You're the guy with exactly. the puddles? You're the guy who shook his hand. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Yeah, that's my embarrassing story. Awesome. I'll be honest with you, I think maybe I might do that also standing in front of him. I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So you're not alone. Thank you. I would say if, if, if you can not piss your pants, that's probably the way to go. But, that, is you a, know, that is a good way to go. I, at a, exactly. At a I obviously. That's crazy. Have you ever thought of doing stand up or anything like that? Yeah, I, you know, people have asked me that, and I, uh, I'm a really good public speaker. I love public speaking, it doesn't make me nervous. Uh, I, I won a bunch of public speaking awards in high school. But there's something about stand-up where the audience is sitting there waiting to laugh that I find intimidating. Yeah. So I think I should do it. Like, I'm more nervous about writing material. I think that if somebody gave me something, I could do well, it. I, I mean, yeah. you just wrote a whole story right that's there. A, that's, it, a good, it's like, an, that's what you can do right there, yeah. You can do life story events, like things that you've – Sort of the game cook because like, there's there's yeah. different there's different type of comedians like you can talk about jokes right and there's like life telling like storytelling you could do that like yeah talk about your experiences like you could probably do that you'd be awesome now that I mean that that's the only reason I bring it up is because as you're telling that I'm like this would be a great story to tell it's a great story I mean that was well, that was awesome it's one of those ones where like obviously in the moment I was horrified but even like two minutes later I was like you know what. I'm happy this happened because (laughs) this is going to be be an all-timer, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a story to tell generations for sure. I mean, that's, I mean, not only you're meeting Colin Farrell, but you're, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're peeing your pants in front of him. I mean, I guess that's, that, that right there is funny. I, I, I have a bit of a sequel to it. Oh, oh, wait, there's a part two. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it it involves me in a different. Well, it doesn't really. In, I'll, I'll just tell the story. I, uh, I I was shooting this movie in Vancouver called um, Rapture Palooza, and uh, it's not a very good movie. Uh, it's okay. I shouldn't say that. It's okay. It it it, it shares a lot of the same storyline as This Is the End, oh, okay. but it came the same year as This Is the End. So like This Is the End was just it was funnier and exploded anyway. So I, I got a nice little role in that. Uh, I was playing. I was supposed to play Anna Kendrick's brother. Uh, Anna Kendrick. Then the other guy. Yeah, yeah. She was the she was the female lead. And uh, the guy who ended up being cast as my best friend looked more like her, so we switched. 
which sounds like it was a big deal, but the rolls were the exact same size, so it didn't really matter. Uh, and uh, it was a really weird process. I got there and I did the read through and I did the rehearsal and I remember not feeling good. Everyone was nice, but yeah. I just felt it was like, I don't think they like what I'm doing. Like, I just don't think my comedy is kind of working. And I, I was like, I just feel that they're not really digging it. And they were really working with me and the guy was playing my friend or whatever. Anyway, then they ended up firing my buddy. Uh, and they like your actual the buddy or your buddy on the on the on the in the it show. A guy that I was already friends with who mm. got cast. We got cast together as sort of a team because they knew we knew each other. Yeah. And so they said, "Oh, we'll cast them both. We'll figure out which one looks more like Anna." And then uh, and there are guys, and we, they fired him, and then they cut the role down significantly. Oh wow. And it was really, I had one way myself. I just wasn't prepared. I, I wasn't like, I don't know. It wasn't arrogant. I guess I was nervous. I I just wasn't delivering. And I know, like, it was the right move for them, I guess. Go back to my friend who was kind of following my lead. So, um, yeah. Sorry, buddy. Uh, and <laughs> so I, I get to set on my very first day, and they've replaced my buddy with another great actor uh, whose name is Caleb Worthy, who's really, really good. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going about the first day and I'm just grateful to still have the job. And my stomach starts cramping. Oh no. And I'm like, like yeah, hey, boy, go to the bathroom. And we're shooting on this, in this house in Vancouver. And it's actually a house, it's not a set. The, the, lock, the lock and key house? Yeah. <laughs> that would be better because it'd be big enough that I could go to a bathroom. <laughs> that, there's like at least 18 of those in there I would imagine how big that house is exactly and uh, Andrew and Kendrick is doing a scene with this woman Anna Gosteyer from very famous from SNL she played Lindsay Lohan mom and Mean Girls and uh, oh wait who wait Anna oh, Gosteyer okay. yeah, yeah 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 okay if you saw her face you'd be like oh my god of course her yeah so they're shooting the movie is a spoof it's a comedy this is the one like somewhat serious scene in the movie that uh, that they're shooting right now, and I'm on break. And I really need to go take a dump. So I, I go up to one of the crew members and I'm like, "Hey, do I have time to go ten one? Which is the you know the, the, the saying on set what would happen?" And they're like, "Oh, one second. And they kind of check and they go, "Actually, on the last shot of this scene, then they need you for a blocking. So can you just sit tight?" And I'm like, "I'm like, I don't think you understand." Like. I need to go to the bathroom. Like, it's going to happen. And they go, well, you can't. It's a live set. If you flush the toilet, the sound is going to pick up on it. Oh, no. So I'm like, all right, was there a trailer nearby? Or can I go back to base camp? And they go, well, it's a 10-minute drive to base camp. They're going to be ready for you in 10 minutes. Just sit tight. It's going to be cool. And I'm like, it's not going to happen. So I kind of sneak off. And I find my way to the bathroom, and I go in, and I do what I need to do, and I'm waiting to flush. I'm trying to hear if they're if they're filming, like, or I'm, I'm hoping to wait for the cut so that I don't ruin a take. So I peek out the door, and I can't hear anything. So I, I just take a guess, and I flush. Of course, I hear a commotion upstairs. Like, oh, who flushed the toilet? Like, cut. Okay, we can't use that one. Oh, no. I hear them like, like, who's in the bathroom? And I'm like, yeah, boy. And the way that this house was organized was 
the bathroom was like the last door down a hallway. There was nowhere to go. And there was like a, I can't remember it. Like this is 10 years ago now. There's like a staircase coming down. So I had nowhere to run. And I hear them. Like, they might be coming down. So you, you plan an escape. That's awesome. So I or you tried I, to plan an escape. The smart thing that I did was I left the bathroom door open. Yeah. And I could see them coming down the stairs. <laughs> so bad. I went into the shower bathtub, lay down, and closed the curtain. Oh, smart. And just lay there like this, like, yeah. <laughs> and I heard like a crew member come into the bathroom. Luckily, I, I guess he wasn't expecting someone to be so immature to hide in the tub <laughs> that he kind of just looked and saw the room was empty and left. And like, you know, a couple minutes later, I got up and I snuck out again and I, I managed to get away. I think the person that I asked to go to the bathroom, I think they figured it out, but they didn't say anything. Smart. Anyway, like an, an hour later, I was. Because he, he was on the hook too, though. I mean, he, he told you go ahead. Right? Well, so it's like. He asked me to wait. Oh, so you, yeah. Um, and so, like, a, a little while later, after we walked that next scene, I was sitting with uh, uh, Caleb, who played my buddy in the movie, this guy, John Francis Daly, who was great. He was in Freaks and Geeks and a bunch of stuff. And then Anna Kendrick, and we're all kind of sitting and talking. And she's, uh, Anna's talking about how she, you know, uh, she likes being back in Vancouver. She shot the Twilight movies here. Uh, and all this stuff, and she loves the crew, and she was being really complimentary. And then she goes, she goes, you know, like, sometimes things are weird. Like she goes, somebody flushed the toilet in the middle of our scene before. Like that's sort of a you know, move. And I just looked at her and I was like, that's terrible. I mean, I don't know who would do that. Like, who would do that? Awful. That's awful. So that's, that's my awesome. other kind of story. I've got a lot of the reason I'm always shitting and pissing with celebrities. It's <laughs> terrible. It's because it's something to do, you know. You know what? You know, that's how that's how you're more down to earth with us, Jesse. I, I guess. Yeah. You are a normal walker yeah. among the humanity. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It was scary, man. Lying in that tub. That was like, like that was like you're going to be taken. Like was Liam Neeson like outside of the door? Like that's how I figured that. That could have been that. A different, like a Canadian version. Yeah, of, I mean, of Taken. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done, but and the reason I was so scared was if that had happened, like on the set of Less Than Kind. I mean, I, I wouldn't have been rude about it, but I would have come out and been like, "Guys, I'm really sorry, I had to go." And they'd be like, "It's okay, don't worry, it's fine." But because I barely hung on to the job, it was like a big <laughs> movie. I just like I took the gamble, but I don't you're know what I would. Your days were numbered, you felt. So that, that's if they opened the curtain and saw me, I don't know what I would have said. Like, I don't know what would happen. You I, woke I up. No, no, you know what you should have said? You should have been like, that that wasn't me, the guy just left. I was exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the guy or just what? left. I, I, I was just laying here. Exactly. Or just panic and woke at them and be like, Can I get some privacy, yeah. please? <laughs> I'm trying to take a nap. That fucking that flush woke me too. Exactly. Whoa, that was so weird. Yeah, it was that. Like it felt like a scene out of a movie. It was just crazy. It was so scary. See, that so should have been in the movie because then we would have remembered the movie. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, drag man. That, that that movie was funny. Great director. It was a 
good cast. The script was funny. It was just circumstances. I, I, I like Anna Kendrick, so I'd like to. I'm going to check that out or at least look into that for sure. She's so cool. She's probably. Yeah. It's it's tough. The, the walking some of the walking key cast members are great too, but she might be the smartest actor I've ever worked with in my life. Oh wow, really? Just Anna the Kendrick? questions she asks and the way she carries herself on set. It's like I'm acting since I was eight. I mean, I'm not. I'm not an expert in any way. Yeah, but I was like, okay, I think I know how this all works. And she was asking questions and making choices that I just never even considered. You see yeah. why she's like the gold standard. It's very, very obvious and yeah, super she, nice. Too. Sweet. She seems. I mean, she seems like she would be cool and like everything you're saying, like cool, smart, and like funny, yeah. like all of the above. I, I, that's what I would think she would be. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I'm glad. I'm glad she wasn't one of those like oh, she was horrible to work with. No, I named her, so she's all good. Yeah, I yeah. Her, yeah, yeah, you're right. We're yeah, you're in their good graces, or they're in your good graces. Like I said, like, I really try to remember, like, I never really worked with anyone that was super rude. Like, I, I've heard more stories than I've experienced myself. That That's where the good segment segue is, is season two. We'll see what happens. Exactly. I was gonna yeah, say I'm changing so. myself now. Everyone I work with, the <laughs> there's gonna be a, a rude, a rude person there. <laughs> Bully me relentlessly for the whole shoot. <laughs> oh, excuse me. That's well, funny. Uh, we appreciate that you came on. Uh, everybody needs to look out for season two of Lock and Key. Uh, so once yeah. that comes out, um, before yes, we let you go with everything, uh, could you tell us where we can find you on social medias and all that stuff? Uh, again, we really appreciate that you came out to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me come and vent Definitely. about how my bodily fluids <laughs> trade me appropriate. Uh, so uh, I'm, on, uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I'm very bad at both, uh, but I try. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Jesse115115. That was my home room in high school, and I've been too lazy to change it ever since. <laughs> Nice. Uh, and, you know, I try to be funny on Twitter, and I probably have about one funny tweet a year. So that should tell you about how uh, often I swing and I miss. Also, All right, so let's, 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 let's re-talk about our comedy endeavors then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just I'm not, yeah, I talk a lot about Survivor. I'm a big Survivor fan. So if you follow me on Twitter, I apologize for the hot takes on Survivor. Um, <laughs> on Instagram, I'm uh, Jesse J.D. Camacho. The full name is Jesse John David Camacho. Uh, and yeah, there's some fun behind the scenes stuff on there, some bad pictures about the fact that I can't get a haircut because of the quarantine. Quarantine, yeah. But uh, yeah, some fun stuff on Instagram. I'm still trying to find my identity, so hopefully. Okay. Is there anything <laughs> else in awesome. the pipe beyond lock and key? Yeah, you can, you, you can at least say or, or maybe hint to or, or in the works or you. Your stand-up career. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got to get uh, my stand-up career. Um, I'm, uh, I, I am developing a, a show with uh, one of the guys from Weston's Kind, Chris Shays Green, kind of about – it's a perspective show, kind of like Master of None. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that show. It's a great show on Netflix. But I'm sorry. But anyway, it's a, it's a point yeah, of view show. I've heard of it, but I've not seen yeah. that one. Okay, yeah. It, it basically, what I mean by that is it's character-driven. It's not thought-driven. It's about a point of view more than anything. Okay. And it's centered around a guy who's myself. He's quite overweight, wants to be an actor. It's about how his weight sort of affects him in his love life, his everyday life, his career life. 
And so I'm working on that. Uh, we're still kind of developing it, but hopefully somebody will pick it up soon. Thanks for letting me shout it out. Yeah, not That's a problem awesome. at all. Yeah, no worries. All right, so I'm going to end this real quick. Well.